ओम साईराम श्री साई सच्चरित्र चैप्टर ट्वेंटी दास गणूज प्रॉब्लम सॉल्व बाय काकाज मेड सर्वेंट इन दिस चैप्टर हेमाड पन डिस्क्राइब्स हाउ दास गणूज प्रॉब्लम वॉज सॉल्व बाय काका साहेब दीक्षित मेड सर्वेंट प्रिलिमिनरी गॉड वॉज ओरिजिनली फॉर्मलेस ही अज्यूम्ड अ फॉर्म फॉर द सेक ऑफ भक्स विद द हेल्प ऑफ माया ही प्लेड द पार्ट ऑफ एन एक्टर इन द बिग ड्रामा ऑफ द यूनिवर्स लेट अस रिमेंबर एंड विजुअलाइज श्री साई लेट अस गो टू शिरडी एंड सी केयरफुली द प्रोग्राम आफ्टर द नून आरती आफ्टर द आरती सेरेमनी वॉज ओवर साई यूज टू कम आउट ऑफ द मस्जिद एंड स्टैंडिंग ऑन इट्स एज डिस्ट्रीब्यूट उदी to the devotees with very kind gracious and loving looks the bhaks also got up with equal fervor clasped his feet and had the bliss of udi baba passed handfuls of udi into the palms of the devotees and marked their foreheads with udi with his own hands the love he bore for them in his heart was boundless then he addressed the bhaks ओ भाऊ गो होम टू टेक योर लंच यू आर ना गो टू योर लॉजिंग यू बापू एन्जॉय योर मील इन दिस वे ही अकॉस्टेड ईच एंड एवरी डेवोटी एंड सेंड देम होम इवन नाउ यू कैन हैव द प्लेजर ऑफ दीज साइट्स इफ यू ब्रिंग इन टू प्ले योर इमेजिनेशन नाउ ब्रिंगिंग साई इन आर मेंटल विजन लेट अस मेडिटेट ऑन हिम फ्रॉम हिज फीट अपवर्ड्स टू हिज फेस प्रोस्टेटिंग बिफोर हिम हम्बली lovingly and reverently Isha Upanishad Das Gadu once started to write a Marathi commentary on the Isha Upanishad Let us first give a brief idea of this Upanishad before proceeding further It is called Mantra Upanishad as it is embodied in the mantras of the Vedic Sanhita it constitutes the last or the 40th chapter of the vaja sanyasi sanhita that is yajurveda and it is therefore called vaja sanyasi sanhitopanishad being embodied in vedic sanhitas this is regarded as superior to all other upanishads which are in the brahmanyak and aranyak explanatory treatises on mantras and rituals Not only this other Upanishads are considered to be commentaries on the truth mentioned briefly in the Isha Upanishad for instance the biggest of the Upanishads that is the Brahmanyak Upanishad is considered by Pandit Satvalekar to be a running commentary on the Isha Upanishad Professor R D Ranade says that Isha Upanishad is quite a small Upanishad and yet it contains many facts which show an extraordinarily piercing insight within the short compass of 18 verses it gives a valuable mystical description of the atma a description of the ideal sage who stands unruffled in the midst of temptations and sorrows and adumbration of the doctrine or karma yoga as later formulated The most valuable idea that lies at the root of the Upanishads is that a logical synthesis 
between the two opposites of knowledge and work which are both required accordingly to the upanishad to be annulled in a higher synthesis page 24 of the constructive survey of the upanishadic philosophy in another place he says that the poetry of the isha upanishad is a co-mixture of moral mystical and metaphysical knowledge ibid page 41 from the brief description given above about this upanishad one can see how difficult it is to translate this upanishad in a vernacular language and bring out its exact meaning das garu translated it in marathi ov meter verse by verse but as he did not comprehend the gist or essence of the upanishad he was not satisfied with his performance on being dissatisfied he consulted some learned men regarding his doubts and difficulties and discussed it with them at great length they did not solve them nor did they give him any rational and satisfactory explanation so das ganu was a little restless over this matter sadguru only competent and qualified to explain as we have seen this upanishad is the quint essence of the vedas it is the science of self realization it is the synth or weapon which can rend asunder the bondage of life and death and make us free therefore he thought that he who has himself attained self realization can only give him the true or correct interpretation of the upanishad when nobody could satisfy das ganu he resolved to consult sai baba about this when he got an opportunity to go to shirdi he saw sai baba prostrated himself before him and mentioned his difficulties about the isha upanishad and requested baba to give him the correct solution sai baba blessed him and said you need not be anxious there is no difficulty about the matter The maid servant of Kaka, that's Kaka Sahib Dikshit, will solve your doubts at Ville Parle on your way home. The people who were present they heard this and thought that Baba was joking and said, "How can an illiterate maid servant solve difficulties of this mystic nature?" But Das Ganu thought otherwise. He was sure that whatever Baba spoke must be true, as Baba's word was the decree of Brahma. That's the Almighty. Kaka's maid servant, fully believing Baba's words, he left Shirdi and came to Ville Parle, a suburb of Mumbai, and stayed with Kaka Sahib Dikshit. The next day, when Das Ganu was enjoying his morning nap, some say when he was engaged in worship, he heard a poor girl singing a beautiful song. in clear and melodious tone the theme of the song was a crimson colored sari how nice it was how fine was its embroidery how beautiful were its borders etc he liked the song so much that he came out and saw that it was being sung by a young girl the sister of namya who was a servant of kaka sahib the girl was cleaning vessels and had only a torn rag on her person on seeing her improvised condition and her happy temperament das ganu felt pity for her and when rao bahadur mv pradhan gave him a pair of dhotars the next day he requested him to give a sari to the poor little girl also 
Rao Badur bought her a good chirdi, that's a small sari, and presented it to her. Like a starved person getting delicious dishes to eat, her joy knew no bounds. Next day, she wore the new sari and out of great joy and merriment, whirled and danced around and played fugdi with other girls. Following day, she kept the new sari in her box at home and came in the old and toned ranks. But she looked as merry as she was the previous day. On seeing this, Taskaro's pity transformed into admiration. He thought that the girl being poor had to wear a torn rag. But now she had a new sari which she kept in reserve and putting on the old rag strutted herself, showing no trace of sorrow or dejection. Thus he realized that all our feelings of pain and pleasure depend upon the attitude of our mind. On thinking deeply over this incident, he realized that the man ought to enjoy whatever God has bestowed on him in the firm conviction that he besets everything from all sides and that whatever is bestowed on him by God must be for his good. In this particular case, the improvised condition of the poor girl, her torn rag and the new sari the donor, the doer, and the deal were all part of the Lord and pervaded by Him. Here, Das Gadu got a practical demonstration of the lesson of the Upanishad, the lesson of contentment with one's own lot, with the belief that whatever happens is ordinated by God and is ultimately good for us. Unique method of teaching. From the above incidents, the readers will see that Baba's methods were unique and varied. Though Baba never left Shirdi, he sent some to Machindragad, some to Kolhapur or Solapur for practicing sadhanas. To some, he appeared in his usual form. To some, he appeared in waking or dream states, day or night, and satisfied the desires. It is impossible to describe all the methods that Baba used in imparting instructions to his bhaks. In this particular case, he sent Dasganu to Vileparra, where he got his problem solved through the maid servant. To those who say that it was not necessary to send away Dasganu and that Baba could have personally taught him, we say that Baba followed the right or the best course. Or how else could Dasganu learn a great lesson that the poor maid servant and her sari were pervaded by the Lord? Now we close the chapter with another beautiful extract about the Upanishad. The Ethics of the Isha One of the main features of the Isha Upanishad is the ethical advice it offers and it is interesting to note that the ethics of the Upanishad are definitely based upon the metaphysical position given in it. The very opening words of the Upanishad tell us that God pervades everything. As a corollary from this metaphysical position, the ethical advice it offers is that a man ought to enjoy whatever God bestows on him in the firm belief that as he pervades everything, whatever is bestowed on him by God must be good. It follows naturally that the Upanishad forbids us from coveting another man's property. In fact, we are benefitingly taught here a lesson of contentment with one's own lot in the belief that whatever happens is divinely ordained and hence it is 
good for us. Another moral advice is that man must spend his lifetime always in doing action, specifically the karmas enjoyed in the shastras, with resignation to his will. Inactivity, according to the Upanishad, would be the canker of the soul. It is only when a man spends his lifetime in doing actions in this manner, he can hope to attain the ideal of Nishkarmaya. Finally, the text goes on to say that a man who sees all beings in the self and sees the self as existing in all beings, in fact, from whom all beings and everything that exists have become the self, how can such a man suffer infatuation? What ground would such a man have for grief, loathfulness, infatuation and grief verily proceed from our not being able to see the Atma in all things, but a man who realizes the oneness of all things, for whom everything has become the self, must ipso facto cease to be affected by the common foibles of humanity. Page 169-170 of the creative period of Messrs. Bilvankar and Ranade. Bow to Shri Sai. Peace to all. Om Sairam.